Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the weekly podcast from the Marketing Minds at DoYouConvert.com. We're not here to sell you. We're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and today it's my birthday, and it's another solo episode. We're going to be cutting things up a little bit differently so that we can get information out faster. We'll probably have interviews with guests, and we're going to keep those guests varied to try to keep some normalcy and, and different views and opinions about different topics. Uh, but I wanted to record a quick episode to get some more information out there to everyone and and some thoughts and also to answer your questions. And it has been great to see a lot of people in the industry uh, putting out content to try to help people. I, I do want to say, though, that this is probably, even though it's my birthday, not going to be the most uplifting, confidence-inspiring episode uh, or or piece of content that you will that you will read today. Although I still would bold and underline if this was written that I'm not panicked. There is no reason for panic. We we can and will get through it. And probably I should start with the with the end in mind, which is that once we get on the other side of the health issues that are causing financial issues, I really do believe with every bone in my body that we will have the greatest housing market that I will experience in my entire lifetime. And I'll break that down on in in a minute. But first, I just want to scoot back from that excitement, (laughs) happy statement to say it is going to be extremely tough. I do believe that a lot of people are currently already losing their jobs. And it feels like a lot of our industry is thinking that we can just will our way uh, through this. And if 2008, 2009 taught me anything, It was the need to adapt and change. And the idea of continuing on with business as normal right now, to me, uh, just just doesn't seem to make sense. Now, you don't have to make drastic changes all at once. Although, again, I'm going to break down a little bit why I think for for some people, especially small builders, this is going to be extremely necessary. Okay, back up. Let's just start with the economic issue. What we are dealing with is not a downturn. And what we are dealing with is a sudden stop of economic activity because of the way that the housing market works. And uh, and, uh, Tim Costello from BDX and Melissa did a great podcast episode uh, that they released on the 17th, which I just listened to this morning. Actually, Uh, I saw someone posted on on social media. Thank you for doing that. And they were the first group that I heard say what I have been feeling for the last week, which is that we need to prepare for a different environment. This this is likely due to job losses and supply chain issues going to be a more drawn out issue. That does not mean we stop marketing entirely. That does not mean we stop selling entirely. It may mean for a while we stop building, uh, not entirely, but but to the level that we've been able to build might be impacted. But this idea uh, of, of an economic sudden stop brings me back closer to where I ex- described what I experienced in, in the financial crisis, which was an immediate drop in website activity. Now, we have not seen that yet at all. We haven't seen it. About 75% of the builders you work with uh, had higher lead counts this past Friday to Wednesday than they did in the previous time period, especially, oddly enough, at the higher price points. I think we've got this period of time where people who have money are viewing this as an opportunity as a quote unquote great time to buy because of mortgage rates and maybe the ability to negotiate. But I think those people are going to, as the, as the economy continues to have a sudden stop, are going to second guess those decisions. But right now, those indicators in terms of lead count are up. About 45% or so of the builders we work with said that their walk-in traffic counts this past weekend were higher than the previous weekend. And I'm, I'm going to tell you that I really don't think any of that matters. 
what I feel like is coming at some point. And it may not be for days, weeks, a, a month or so, but eventually there will be a sudden stop in that lead flow, in that sales flow. And we need to prepare and plan. Uh, we need to learn the lessons and and not panic in the same way. But one one example, we sent this out to our builders, builder partners uh, yesterday, I believe, because I use the analogy of what people did with newspapers. At the beginning, when things were bad, every, and at the time I had just moved to Pittsburgh in 2007, middle of, middle of 2007, and the builder I worked for at the time, every week was basically a full page, full color ad at great expense. More expense, by the way, and I have to keep reminding people of this, more expense than most builders today spend in an entire month on their digital efforts, just for perspective. But what they did originally was, was said, you know what, things are getting tougher. Let's go to two pages. Hey, Kevin, double truck ads, two full pages full color. You can't miss it. It's going to scream at the consumer. It's gonna, and, and if we didn't learn the lesson that trying to create demand in a market downturn is silly, I, I'm not sure what lesson we learned from that period of time. And so again, I'm not telling you to cut your digital spend entirely. I certainly am going to echo what I've heard uh, Matt Riley and Meredith and others say, if you still have billboards that are in the business of demand generation, that you really believe you're using billboards because you think that's going to cause someone to start the search for a home with you, you've really got to second guess that question because we are not in a demand generation mode for the most part anymore. We should be in a, in a, in a catch what you can mode, just like we've been talking about uh, with other marketing initiatives, Andrew and I on the podcast. Right now, we need to take what we can get and it's back to go after whoever is currently shopping and make sure that they are considering you and make sure you are clearly communicating the difference that you have among the other options. Make sure you're clearly communicating how easy you will make it. Make sure you're communicating. Look at all this amazing virtual interactive content that we have on our website. And that's where the shift needs to go. We need to shift dramatically slash to zero on traditional media. And, and I would highly recommend you even again, and I feel like I can say this in a different way because we make nothing on any spend on anyone we work with. There's zero, there's, there's zero conflicting things here in my brain. You should be scaling back what you are spending on digital marketing correctly, thoughtfully, with a plan and putting more money into making adjustments to your website that you will need to make, not redoing the site, but you better start doing uh, not just a pop-up, not just a sticky bar, not just a new graphic on the homepage that says you do virtual selling and you, and you have virtual tools. You better start integrating that tightly into the complete experience that your site offers. You need to make sure you're investing money in content. The emotional excitement that we've talked about, again, for years of this imaginary dashed line, where you've got to get the consumer excited enough to want to click the button, to start the chat, to reach out, make the text. I'm telling you in three to four weeks from now, the amount of emotional excitement you will need to create with someone is going to be exponential. So again, back what builders originally did where they said, we're going to do more print ads. And they tried that for months, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars just in Pittsburgh extra that were spent instead of we're going to go after this even harder. We're going to communicate to the prospects even more. That money should have been spent investing in their digital marketing system at the time and online sales system. And today, shockingly, many builders still need to make that investment. And so ads do not deliver a long-term return on your investment. They either work when they are shown or they don't. Content 
your website, your systems, your processes, those things will continue to serve you in any economic condition that we head into. And again, guys, I hope this is short and painful and and we come right back. The fact that we are having job losses reported, uh, factories being shut down, albeit temporarily, this brings me into the other reason for the need to change. The supply chain in North America is different. I've reached out to a lot of folks that I used to work with when I was uh, in home building at, at high levels at, at large manufacturing organizations. And what they told me is that, you know, China always shuts down for their, for their New Year celebration for a period of time, similar to Europe. They create excess inventory knowing they're going into that. And it's less expensive, as we all know, to create products in China. Okay. So one, they've had excess inventory. We still haven't felt the full effects of the lack of new supply being created yet in its in its full form. Combined with as auto dealers are shutting down here for good reason, for health concerns that are it's a it's a good reason to shut down. Uh, but the fact that those plants shut down they will not be able to start up as quickly. And how, how has that looked? Uh, March 1st through the 8th, auto sales dropped by 1%. March 9th through the 12th, auto sales dropped 8%. March 13th through the 14th, they dropped 20%. March 15th, down 36%. This is the type of wave that we need to be prepared for because if I'm wrong about this wave, no big deal. You might lose out on a couple sales that someone else who threw money at the wall to see what would stick in this environment got because they outshouted you. If I'm right and and you adjust, you can you can save your business. You can save jobs. The the risk reward here, I mean, again, you can turn ads back on from a digital perspective at the drop of a hat. You can scale them back to very, very small. If you're worried about losing the AI uh, learning of, of social ads, for instance, just scale it back. All that learning remains intact. But most of the time, especially in an environment where other people are not advertising as much, most of our campaigns take less than a day to relearn that learning. Sometimes maybe three to four days. And I think that is a risk worth taking to preserve capital to invest in other things that your company needs to adjust. And I talked about this before, uh, Envision as a tool or whatever design-oriented tool that you would like to use. Those things historically have paid for themselves in options selected through the experience. But if in the past you thought, I can't make that financial investment now, when would you make that investment? And this is not a pitch for any one particular product. That's not at all what I mean. What I'm saying is, would you rather run ads to people who are sheltering in place or sitting at home trying to figure out how to, you know, get their kids to to somewhat behave and do some form of schoolwork and try to convince them to start their new home shopping process today or not. This is where I think we got to serve the existing market here, serve it really well and invest heavily. I mean again, you've got to bridge the short-term gap. Throw up the banner ad, put make make the quick blog post blog post expanding <laughs> quick blog post explaining the different ways that you now will do virtual selling, et cetera. But we can't go Band-Aid for long, even in a couple months. This is, this is, so we've got economic issues, we've got health issues, we've got supply chain issues, uh, which also means I think you really need to be focused on selling inventory. We've got permit offices already closing down and people are unable to get final uh, certificate of occupancy on homes that are about to close. And so we're going to be pushing out closings. It's going to happen. Make sure you are communicating with your backlog to let them know about that potential irregularity of timing and that you will keep them 
up to date and notified. What I do not want is for any builder that I have ever interacted with personally to show up on the news because they communicated with a homeowner at the last possible moment their home would not be closing and told them they needed to go stay in a hotel or find some other place to live. And then they can had a health issue as a result of it. It's going to happen, I think, somewhere in the country. I don't want it to be any of you. Okay, so again, back in perspective. It's going to be long. It's going to be sharp. You better make adjustments. I've outlined some of those, some of the answers to the questions I'll be giving here that people sent in. Thank you for doing that. Uh, we'll, I'll go into that a little bit more. But remember, at the other end of all of this pain and adjustment will be a market I believe will be better than any other time in my lifetime. Those who can figure out their supply chain issues with labor and materials and continue to build on the other end of this predictably will be able to name their price. With interest rates low, hopefully, and again, this is another misnomer, yes, uh, the Fed cut rates to zero. Right now, mortgage rates are still higher than they were about a week, week and a half ago when they were at 32 on Monday for a while, they were at 4%. That's because there's too much demand for low rates. We can't facilitate it all. There's not enough uh, liquidity in the system. The Fed's trying to handle that, but rates are going higher because they're trying to slow it down. They actually don't want that many people to refinance and, and to make a purchase. So the Fed's trying to do things to drive those mortgage rates down, but we there is no guarantee that that will work unless they create some federal mandate that that it that it must be done, which again, hey, Lots of positives. We've got health health things being worked on for antidotes and, and treatments and, and all those great things. There's there is positivity out there. And again, no fear in my in my body whatsoever. We've been through things like this before. And while we don't know the answers, we know that pretending that everything is still well in terms of leads and sales so we can continue more or less on as normal, we know that that's maintaining the status quo is, is not the right answer. So on the other end of this, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to adjust. You're going to have to make changes. Don't stand still. Okay, I think that concludes my, uh, what do they call that on the talk shows? My opening monologue. And I'm sorry that uh, it went as long as it did, but let's dive into some of your questions. Um, question number one. A huge question I have as marketers, we are sometimes one of the first departments cut from a company. Wow. Um, I'm watching several marketing friends in other industries, in other industries, already losing their jobs. How do we keep our value? First, we probably should increase our value. I went through this twice in the last recession in tech and finance where the entire marketing department was laid off. And that's kind of why I'm working on diversifying my role inside of home building to increase my value, but it's still a concern. Okay, first of all, again, no reason for panic. There is no reason for panic. We live in a country where your basic needs are going to be met and there's going to be such demand for, for jobs on the other end of this. And there already is. Uh, so, so you can't worry about what you can't control. We talk about that a lot of times with, with home builders over the years. You can't worry about what you can't control. What you can control though and focus on is the value that you're delivering. And there's a couple of thoughts that I think we need to break down. One is you need to prove that you are a wise steward of your builder's money. That goes back to making difficult decisions and adjusting when necessary, but you need to prove your stewardship and that you're not just sitting on autopilot. The second thing is, if you're one of the marketers who I have um, arm wrestled with, mentally wrestled with over the last five years as I've been in this role, who says something to yourself or to me like, I don't really go in the CRM. 
nope, I, I haven't talked to my online sales counselor in a while. Those kind of statements should be blinking red lights if all you've been focused on is flyers and billboards and ads. And you've said to yourself, I'm not going into the CRM world. I'm not going into sales support. I'm not going into sales training. I don't really care how the sales happen. They just need to happen. I'm going to do my part. They do theirs. You're in trouble. If you, if you can't prove that you can help create revenue, and again, if if running ads in a good market, it might look like you're helping create revenue. But in a down market where the when the ads may not work quite as well, how else are you proving <clears throat> that you are connected to revenue creation? That's an important thing to sit down and brainstorm on if you are concerned. Um, but you, you've got to be involved in the in the CRM. Number two, if you're not extremely connected with your online sales team, you need to be. They're the ones who are going to give you information before anybody else. We've, we've said this about struggling communities, community launches, general issues out there that, that marketers need to deal with. They are your lifeline. They are the ones who are going to tell you qualitatively what is happening. You've got CRM for the, for the large amount of data. You've got OSCs for the qualitative data. And you've also got to be connected with this person. O OSCs and the online program for a period of time may become infinitely more important to a home builder than a marketer. I think that might be overstating it as the words just came out of my mouth. But again, they're connected to revenue creation in a way that you need to link yourself to. So you've got to get involved in the numbers, in the data and analyzing it and suggesting ways to make adjustments and supporting this change. So one way you can vastly elevate your, your value to the organization is to say, raise your hand and say, I will help lead the charge. Sales leadership is going to say, I want to lead the charge. And if they are highly technical, te te technically minded, they can do that. But if they're not, they're going to need a marketer's assistance. Going back to just like you helped usher in the CRM system itself and making sure that it worked and provided real value. It probably wasn't just sales leadership on their own. Marketers had that help. You need to say, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help transition from the old way of selling to the new way of selling. Connect yourself beyond just running ads or uh, not necessarily right now, because again, we've got good lead volumes. We've got good sales volumes, but down the line, um, you will be happy that you've stopped saying, I'm not going in the CRM. I'm not getting involved with sales. That's outside my role. All right. Next question. How do we create buy-in for a sales team that is allergic to technology? Oh, wow. These are like completely linked questions <laughs> from different people. We are pivoting to having virtual meetings and tours, but my informational emails are met with crickets. So marketer apparently is sending out emails about how to begin virtual selling. You got to go beyond emails. You got to start FaceTiming them. You've got to start uh, however you can with social distancing, connecting personally with them. Uh, I saw Chad Sanchegrin posted something about stop with all the dang emails already. And I agree. Human to human connection via phone, via FaceTime, uh, in person, but six feet away, I guess. Um, however you need to, you need to communicate with humans. Don't hide behind your screen. Don't hide behind your screen. Uh, but like I just said, you're, you, you can't just, you're not leading the sales team into technology by sending them an email. That's not leadership. That, that's information dumping. And that's what salespeople know isn't the way to get anyone to change their behavior. We don't information dump to sell a home. We shouldn't information dump to try to get salespeople to change their behavior. It's going to have to be personal. You're obviously going to have to partner closely with sales leadership, partner closely with ownership, and you're going to have to demonstrate and, and not demonstrate how to sell a home. Don't do that. They'll I get back to my horse and rider analogy. They'll buck you off real fast if you try to tell a salesperson how to sell a home, but help them one by one get around. And, and again, you can, you can use screen sharing. You can use screen recording. You can make video content. There will be no better way to get a salesperson 
to adjust than one-on-one handholding. Does it take a lot of time? Yes. Is it the most effective way beyond? And then sales management also needs to go through that same handholding probably. And then they'll be your biggest supporter. Favorite virtual tools for salesperson walkthrough with customers. Whatever they want is the right answer. Uh, I see some people going straight to Zoom, straight to GoToMeeting. Guys, again, we've been doing this for a long time at Convert. We keep saying uh, to our team and to our builders, we were literally built for this. We've all worked remotely from the beginning. We only focus on online uh, marketing and sales. And still, when we got on a call with someone that we've been working with for years, we have to provide tech support on GoToMeeting and Zoom. How do you unmute your microphone? Which camera should you select? There's a little bit extra friction in that process. There's no reason you can't also offer simply using FaceTime, Google Duo, anything else that's simple, but whatever the customer is comfortable with. And that might be just a phone call to start and that's okay. Meet them wherever. And that's kind of just the big overall message is we shouldn't be just communicating that we have one new form of interactivity. We should be communicating basically that within whatever local rules and and health safety precautions you need to make, that otherwise you are willing to meet them wherever they want you to be, however, with whatever technology. What specifics should a marketing team be doing right now? Um, That's a really hard one for me to answer because every builder is different. Just like every state is is addressing the health issues in a different way. Every builder, some builders have enough cash on hand and, and enough of an aggressive philosophy that it is still, Kevin Oakley, you keep the pedal to the metal and don't you take any money off. And I get it. That's an operational decision. Some companies, if when you ask the leadership, they will say, absolutely, preserve capital and continue to market. But whenever possible, save me my cash for a rainy day. So it's really hard to give specifics other than get rid of the traditional. Like how many of you have built a process, a complex, long, difficult process based around flyers? How many flyers are you thinking you're going to need to make over the next two to three months? How many paper brochures, right? We, 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 there's some shifts that are just so obvious that I feel like I'd be hard for me to make that entire list. But in terms of the digital shifts specifically, which is obviously what I'd love to talk the most about, it's hard to get into specifics. And that's not a cop out. It's just so across the board um, that that if you want to follow up with a specific question, and I don't have to read all these on air, obviously, but if you have a specific question about your situation, feel free to reach out. How do you say it's a good time to buy without sounding tone deaf? You absolutely don't say it's a good time to buy. Um, as people are are losing their jobs or put on furlough, any any communication like that would be would be a disaster. What you can say for people who are, and again, let me back up. The question about messaging is really: Should your messaging be in the demand creation game right now, the demand generation game, or should your messaging be in the customer service? Uh, I'm here to work through you in in your new home process and search. And I think it should be absolutely the latter. We're not trying to convince anyone that they should start looking for a home today. What we're trying to do is say, if you are looking for a home in this condition, the current economic health, et cetera, conditions, we are here to help you in any and every way we can in terms of flexibility and interacting with the sales team, in terms of flexibility and how you make your selections, in terms of flexibility, in terms of how you sign your paperwork. By the way, um, you need to be having the same flexibility of communication conversation with your with with all parts of your organization. I was on a call with someone yesterday and I said, I'm really excited about all the virtual selling options that you're putting in place. How is your mortgage company equipped to handle this? And things got real quiet. So we don't we can't let any one part of this process slow everything to a grinding halt. We've got to once once we figure out how to do this, we've got to teach those around us. 
it might even be that some of your, this is, this is an extreme statement. I know it might even be that you're going to have to teach some of your subcontractors how to communicate via video with your superintendents, with your customers who have questions. If you're a custom builder, you can't just keep building for the next month and never interact with your homeowner. So, uh, frequent photo updates from the field, uh, you've got to communicate that you are open for business in whatever way they would like to do business with you. But I think trying to put out any messaging about it being a great time to buy in any form is tone deaf. Now, other th- other things you can still talk about is we've created this brand new floor plan to, to meet people's needs. This new community is coming soon. Anything around your product, you're just simply stating the facts about what it is you're offering. That's fantastic. And in fact, again, people who are holed up with little to do would certainly love to look at beautiful pictures of homes, would certainly love to learn about things that are coming up soon, uh, adjustments that are being made. But connecting that directly to so please call or you should now's the time, um, any of that kind of messaging just isn't isn't necessary because you're not going to convince the unconvincible. I've got a wrap up soon because I've got a webinar with Anthony Grass and Home Street Bank on the pre-sale without fail program, as well as a little bit more conversation like this episode. So we're going to have to cut it a little bit short and uh, get to some of the other questions. We're going to be recording again this afternoon. So I'm sure we'll, we'll get to more questions then. So my final thought is, you know, Mike has said from the beginning when he first started, do you convert that the key to success was not trying to convince the unconvincible. It was to make it as easy as possible for those who wanted to do business with you to do so to reduce the friction, to add water to the slip and slide, to say, if you raise your hand and you want information, someone actually is going to call you back. Someone is actually going to answer the phone. Someone will hit reply to that email because companies were simply ignoring all of those avenues uh, of inquiry for so long. So again, in terms of our thought that we are built for this, it is we're not trying to convince people that they should begin the process of, of building a home or buying a home. We're here to make it as easy as possible to do business with us. And that is kind of like, to me, the the North Star, the guiding light of any messaging you're creating. Is it doing that? Or is it trying to convince people that they should begin the new home search? Because I just think that is going to be a tone deaf message for a little while to come. Okay, one last final thought. I'm circling back here because I, I know if there's people concerned about their jobs right now, um, let me just give a little bit more context to other ways you can add value. If you think about the five P's of marketing, promotion, price, product, people, and place. If you are only in the promotion game, that's another way you can diversify. If you can help with, with market research, market analysis, if you can help with product development, um, if you can analyze take rates. And, and, and again, for big companies, it, it, it's, it's not realistic that you're going to suddenly be involved in all these different aspects. But in small organizations, those are any, any of those five Ps that you can be involved with. And I would say basically that getting involved with sales is the people part as well. Uh, but if you're just in promotion, that, that is more dangerous than if you're involved in promotion and product or promotion product price. Uh, I would say people is the hardest because people are, are, <laughs> are people. And it's always challenging to interact with with lots of people, but that also means that there's high value in it. So, all right, guys, uh, that'll do it for this, whatever this is, episode. Have a plan, take action, don't freak out, but but do start to make the adjustments that we can see coming. Uh, I'll, I'll end with the great Wayne, Wayne Gretzky quote, skate to where the puck is going, not to where it's been. And don't hold on to, to the data from yesterday, even that said people were still coming out to your models or people were still or, or people were still asking for information on homes at record rates. You need to skate where the puck is going. All right. We'll see you next time. 